going on in here? Well, I told you we're remodeling closets. I knew this was going to happen eventually, but not so soon. Come on, it's a new year, time to start over. Plus, we need more room for all your nasty construction boots. Uh, you mean stiletto heels? Whatever. They take up a lot of space, Imelda. So what's the difference between this year's closet and last year's closet? Well, um, we're going to have more student voice, regular guest editorial. What about the music and the insightful investigative reporting? Um, oh, the gossip. Yeah, that'll still be there. Oh, thank my rainbows. Great. Let's get started. Hand me a glue stick and the glitter. Welcome to Closets Are For Clothes. Hello and welcome to the final show of August. I feel like it's the final show of the summer. Oh, I know. August Holy. 29th? Today? Yeah, I think so. I yeah, think August so. 29th. Wow. And um, so this morning I tried to pull into work, but I could not. <laughs> Why? Because everyone's <laughs> moving back to campus. <laughs> it, it happens to be um, so fun trying to drive around campus right now. Well, right. U of M campus, that is, rather. So uh, is EMU same? Um, well, actually, because they're on the northern part of the campus, uh, we oh, don't have to deal with them as much. Yeah. It's, but because faculty are coming in, that's where um, the, the, the parking, the prime parking spaces that you normally have had over the summer uh-huh. are suddenly not there at right. the five minutes before. For work, so you have to absolutely. So yeah. all I know is that I have um, I- I'm parked on the penthouse, as it were. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, the sun deck, if you <laughs> um, upstairs. Exactly. Um, but yeah, they had one ways everywhere, like. I really felt like if there was going to be a sound effect for the the scene this morning, it would be because everyone was sort of like everyone was sort of like uh, you know being ushered in, and then uh, public safety was there, exactly. and everyone was just at a standstill. And where you work, you're right in the middle I'm of right like in tons the union, of dorms, absolutely. Yeah, so so I, I, you know, and I don't understand. Like I guess I was the same way when I moved into college. My parents wanted to be the first ones there in the morning, right? Right. right. But w- everyone wants to be the first ones there. Yeah. Like, there's still going to be moving makers and helpers, like 
later in the day. Right. Whatever. Well, but I don't think they think about that. They think that, oh, everybody's going to wait and sleep in right. and get there casually. No. And no. Mm-mm. Or they want to get it over, over and done with. And you think, okay, then we're the only ones thinking about that. Right. And, and so they only they start the one way at like 9 o'clock. That's when people can start moving in. Okay. But then they assume that I'm going to be at work by night. <laughs> <laughs> Silly though. And let's face it, people. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> it's like, ay, ay, ay. So, so all this week, it's it's one way fabulousness. And it'll be crazy. Yeah. Exactly. At, at U of M. And then this weekend's the home opener, from football game home opener. Yeah. And I hear you guys are against going against a really tough team. Appalachian State. Yes. So, oh, now, are we next year or next weekend? Uh, this weekend, uh, three three days from now. Is, oh, I thought you were going up against Eastern. Oh, 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 yes, we are. Yes. Oh, oh we okay. Are. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Our home opener is Appalachian State, oh. but Eastern is on the schedule. Gotcha. Yeah. I, so. Maybe next week we should wage a wager. <laughs> Absolutely. <or> there you <laughs> go. Bake cookies or yes, exactly. something else. My, my two tofu surprise. Oh, surprise. <laughs> no tofu. tofu. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So the excitement of, uh, and uh, the excitement that the students bring back with them from summer is starting to trickle in yes it's like oh my gosh mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so yes and so and you know what i have to admit what i'm kind of loving it i love the fact that the, the the town gets busier now and i mean i do enjoy the pride parking spaces on a regular basis right. but i just love the hustle and bustle you know, so I'm a city, that, bike, city, city girl. Sure, sure, sure. I hear that. And I don't dislike it. There are some, you know, it's give and takes. Oh, yes, right? absolutely. Like some of the things that I do enjoy about the students coming back is discounts. <laughs> <laughs> so there's lots of places that have special student discounts. Absolutely. And I happen to love school supplies. Uh, oh, so, there you go. So it's perfect for me. Our, our engineer, Alex, has just given me a very puzzled look. And oh. I do. I love school supplies. So leave Especially alone. the Elmer's glue. The, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, you can do the special things with those binder clips. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so <laughs> there you go. No, there you uh, go. But... Um, the other so like ikea is having a big sale and there's this huge yard sale at the buddhist temple oh neat yeah i'm really oh i'm gonna have to find out Mm -hmm, about that one mm -hmm. because i am looking for a particular two particular items so well um i I, my office just moved and Mm so i um and i've been used to having been having the luxury that we have a used to have a small refrigerator in our suite Mm -hmm. um and so i could be able to put my fresh fruits and vegetables because my I'm, i'm saying i'm not on a diet i'm just increasing the number of fruits and vegetables that i have it's a plan absolutely so um, and so having fresh fruits and vegetables, I like them cold. I don't like them at room temperature a lot. So me too. I, yeah. So I well, so now I'm sharing a very large refrigerator, but with a hundred people. Um, and so it fills up very quickly. So I'm looking for one I of those you little, find bottles. little mini fridge. Yes, I did. I found one, and there was a hundred dollars, and mm. I was just like freaked. I bet you can find a mini fridge for cheaper. I was thinking <laughs> so. All right, and that's what I was thinking. I was like, well, I should go to like garage sales, and I mean, a cl- I love garage sales. Mm-hmm. It's one of my fave pastimes. My yes. mother, I think, um, inculcated it or to or whatever the word uh-huh, is. Uh-huh. Um, and so acquired. A- willed it to me, willed, <laughs> willed the love of yard sailing uh, to, to her son Gabe. Aww. And so um She loves you. And the other thing that she willed along with that is my my propensity to keep crap <laughs> so it's like oh my god look at this table i have to buy it it's only four bucks and i'm like i don't what am i gonna do with you know a table that big and you know it's absolutely really unwise but oh that's my okay gosh. because yeah. it was only five dollars right <laughs> 
Oh my gosh! Oh, exactly. A friend of mine, uh, so friends of mine, basically just recently had a garage sale, mm. um, and all the things that they bought at garage sales. And my mom does the same thing. Yeah, she's like, um, I'm going to do a garage sale of the stuff at the garage sale. I'm like, um, you're trying to turn a profit off something that costs fifty cent. Yes. Well, you know they did. They made eleven hundred dollars. Omg. Absolutely. You know that Tori. You know Tori Spelling. Yes. From Beverly Hills 90210. Yes. She had a yard sale. No. From Beverly Hills. Uh, like oh, six months ago or something. Oh, I love it. And it was both really kitschy and funny, but also sort of sad. I know. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> What's happening I to I mean, were they discount prices or were they like... I don't um, know. I don't know. I don't even know what she would sell. Like her hair extensions? <laughs> Did I say that? <laughs> so, so what else is going on, Dan? How else is life? Well, yeah, I have to admit, I'm quite... I have to admit, I do apparently have the queen status. I, the queen status, absolutely, because I'm feeling, uh, you know, I'm kind of feeling a little guilty. It was a, it was an impulse buy online because I at one point had this. What did you buy? Did you buy a Shih Tzu? I, yeah, really. I wish I did. Um, I a purse for your Shih Tzu. Yeah, almost. Um, I, um, I, there's this one movie that I just, I always enjoy. I always giggle when I watch it. And I had an actual cassette or VHS at one time when it first came out. Uh-huh. Um, and I lent it to a friend of mine, and then she never gave it back. Wait, what DVD? Well, that's exactly it. So I found I found it on um uh found I found it online because it wasn't for sale anymore. It went off the market. I was just like, oh my god, I can't. I don't. I never will have it. Mm-hmm. So I went online and I found it. Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. <laughs> Is that a hard one to find? I feel like it's not old. Like I feel like you can still find they it. They went out of they went out of print. No. They, yeah, they no longer issued it. Oh, you know what they're doing? They're trying to just like it's like Disney. Well, that's exactly it. They're sort of like, oh, we're not going to print Cinderella for a long time, uh-huh. and then fifteen years later, there's like special edition. Everyone. Wants well, it. this is what happened. Is that now it's on it's on Broadway. Oh. Uh, so it's on Broadway. So now everyone it's loves all, drag queens. Uh, and everyone loves Broadway. Absolutely. So they were. Um, uh, so yeah, so I thought, oh, I have to go on and find out, and sure enough, I found it for really cheap, like eight dollars. It was really cheap. Nice. So, and have was, you received it yet? Oh, I got it today. So I'm like, ooh, nice. so I was really happy. <laughs> so I'm feeling a little, uh, oh, uh, very gay today. <laughs> oh, and then with watching- how appropriate we happen to be on a gay radio show. Wait, they didn't tell me that. Yeah, totally. What? What? Uh-huh. I totally That's deny it. That's why I'm wearing fake eyelashes. I totally deny it. Surprise! I did not. Yes. Surprise! <laughs> That's why I'm wearing gay eyelashes. I, I was only moving my foot because I had an itch. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> in the, uh, uh, the the bathroom stalls. Whoops. That's all it was. Right. Um, but uh, but yeah. So and that was after, of course, last night when I was trying to get some. Uh, uh, well, not like not homework as in study homework but like work i need to get done at home stuff yeah mm-hmm. that um uh the producers was on last night so i was watching the producers last oh, night which is the, the matthew broderick yeah. i haven't seen it but i do love nathan lane yes and i was just like oh my gosh and so i was watching that while i was doing various things around the house and it was just it was kind of funny then priscilla arrived today and i'm like oh, it's a good day <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So it's kind of been an interesting. And then, of course, we've been moving our offices at work, and so everybody's like, "What's you going on?" You are one tired queen. I uh, wait. I am not tired. I am oh, just... oh, a weary. You're a weary <laughs> queen. Excuse me. Excuse me. Uh, all right. I almost said I'm not coming back. <laughs> <laughs> Pardon me. So, but yes, it was a. It's been kind of a very festive. Uh, 
a festive week, that's for sure. So, and I'm looking forward to Labor Day. And that's right. I have a, a very good friend of mine who um, is an OBGYN at the hospital, oh. and I always send her a card on Labor Day <laughs> to tell her it's the day of her people. <laughs> and I she's love like, it. "You're a nerd." Yeah. And I'm like, "What? It's what you do." <laughs> oh, I love it. Absolutely. So, so thank thank your baby catchers out there. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Yes. Well, and that's the thing is, I, I mean, I'm thinking, like, how hard is it? I mean, I understand. I mean, I'm not, let me get back to this. Back up a little bit. Okay. I understand that labor is quite intensive, and I could never do it. I, there was one of those <laughs> things that, uh, yeah, I could never, ever. Not only understand. because it's intensive, but uh, for other reasons, yes. you could never do it. I just want <laughs> exactly, to put that out there. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. But, I mean, to then, because I'm like, well, what does the doctor have to do? I mean, the, mo- the mom does all the work and things. And then I start hearing about... Um, infertility and uh, not infertility, but um, uh, death during labor mm-hmm. and things like this. I'm like, oh, this is a little bit more intense. Absolutely, OBGYNs and doulas and midwives, absolutely, all yeah. are just. I mean, the work they do really is. You know, yes, they may be on emergency standby or just making sure everything goes smooth. Well, you know what? There's, it's uh, it's a pretty amazing, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, and especially here, just right here in Michigan. I mean, there's a, a city close to us that. I mean, that's one of the things that they're working on is one of their health issues is doing to make sure that, um, and by the way, I'm not talking about Detroit people. I'm talking about other places close by that, uh, birth rates, right? Yeah. The birth rates are really are are quite high. And I just thought, oh my word, right here in the United States. So, um, yeah, it's, it's really, it's really both. It's interesting and sad about the, the disparities that really can be drawn along Race lines, state lines, right. by socioeconomic Class, stat, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. about um, bur- bur- money, money yeah. lines, yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, um, about about disparities in care for uh, women and pregnant women in labor, and absolutely. Like that. So, man, so so it's... thank your baby catcher on Labor Day, absolutely. What does Labor Day really celebrate? Uh, the unions. Oh. It was uh, for uh, unions to unite and have a parade and and celebrate our our togetherness and brotherhood and sisterhood and um, and that you know we, how we've um, celebrating the benefits uh, that uh, unions have hmm. brought to society. I mean, the unions are the ones that brought us the weekend. Interesting. Yeah. So they gave us a forty-hour week and. Wow, so it's celebrated in the first Monday in September since, do you know when it started? I am going to guess 19, I was going to say 40, but I'm going to say maybe 57. Any other guesses out there? No? 1882. 1882? Yeah, so you're just a bit off. Just a dog, yeah, really. (laughs) But it became a national holiday in... um, So what, originally, wow. Yeah, in 1894. Okay. Yeah, and, and you're right. It's it was um it was a festival for recreation amusement for workers and their families. Right. Exactly. Yeah, totally. And now you know now it's sort of like the last bash for summer. <laughs> yes. Exactly. And the pools close. I and know. All that stuff. Even though like you know in winter you know here in Michigan it could be like tomorrow. Right. <laughs> you know Labor Day, uh, snow next day. That's right. Whatever. Exactly. So, but I think that's the, I don't know for Labor Day for me is like the part that now even though fall doesn't really start until what October. Yeah. Um, <laughs> officially, it's like it's that's where the football games start and the leaves mm-hmm. are about to start mm-hmm. turning and. And so, and I, 
I'm one of these folks that love the transitional season. So it's like me too. So it's kind of like football and and hot cider and um, Halloween, and then it all begins all the festivities. But it freaks me out that places are already. Oh my gosh. So like Fourth selling... of July, they're already putting out Halloween stuff. I know, right? I mean, I know I plan my costume ahead of time. <laughs> but seriously? Uh, absolutely. That amazes me. So um one thing in the news that I saw that I, I thought was funny dash sad. Uh-huh. No, mostly funny though. Okay. Do you know Leona Hemsley? Yes. Did you hear who she left money to? Uh, well, the twelve million or the five million? Well, or the two, or the hundred thousand? No, the millions. The millions? Uh huh. Um, yes. Who? Um, her dog. Her dog. Yes. Twelve million dollars to the dog. With the agreement that um, a a um, monument, no, a um, what are those big houses? That mausoleum. Mausoleum be built um, next to her when uh, uh, to put to bury the dog in. Yeah, and and who will the dog leave it to? that's true i mean seriously that is true does the dog need a dog sitter right now oh my gosh i'm available call me oh well that's that's the agreement you know the dog's name trouble yeah trouble i was gonna say say, isn't it trouble yes well her brother apparently is supposed to he gets two million um to be able to uh just as long as he takes care of the dog omg yeah and how will the dog spend 12 million dollars well you know premium food clothing 12 million dollars absolutely absolutely (laughs) you know being petite is not you know as easy (laughs) as you think it is but you know so leona humsley i think had like four grandchildren and she left Two five million dollars each and two nothing. Yeah, for reasons for reasons, reasons they know they yeah. are aware of. Right, I'm like, yeah. oh. <laughs> I don't and, know if I'm. I and, would I would not be mean to my grandma Leona if I knew <laughs> that she was gonna. Uh, well, you know the agreement is that to get for the other two to get the five million. Oh, uh, don't they have to like visit the grave once uh, once a year? And how are they going to prove that? I mean, how are they going to prove, and like... That's not a ridiculous, like, request. No. It's like, visit my grave, you know, bring me some, you know, f- some oh, they, nice flowers. Did she say visit her grave or, or their father's grave? Oh, I think it's maybe it's the father's grave. Right. I was going to say, so I think, you know, it's like, oh, my word. So... But then she also did leave um, $100,000 to her chauffeur. Um, oh, really? So oh, the good. long-time um, employment. Um, gosh, there was somebody else she left something to. Um, Not me, I know that. Oh, man, you weren't on the list? I mean, I was checking on the web every day to make sure. <laughs> Looking for know. that email. Absolutely. Right. So, money. Yeah, really. No, no, now they don't come from Nigeria. They come from the Leona estate. <laughs> that is a great name, though. Maybe I'll make that my drag name. <gasps> there you go. Yeah, I've been trying to come up with a fairy name. A fairy name? Yeah, have you ever heard about the, the, How about the radical fairies? Dan Burns. Oh, <laughs> that's a good one. Gosh, I, but I think it's taken. I hope, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at one point there was seven of us in Ann Arbor. Yes, and there seven was seven radical fairies, seven Daniel Burnses. Oh, really? Um, Did in, you all like get together? Oh no, because no. one of them uh, would be was a uh, very Christian Republican, uh, uh, the radical right, if you will. Is that and, that one you? 
Uh, right, exactly. <laughs> well, that was funny. Apparently, he used to get my phone calls. And people says, hi, is this what? the Dan Burns that is involved in the LGBT? No, this is not him. And nice. so it was very funny that he would, uh, and apparently he lived next door to uh, some acquaintances of mine, so friends of friends. Oh, and they used funny. to like, oh my gosh, Dan, you should hear the stories it tells about you. And, um, oh, man, oh man. Oh yeah. So it's kind of a very, it's it's kind of hysterical. But, um, and now, I yeah, when I go like to hospitals or business Businesses and they have my name on record like are you the one that lives on i'm like oh they must have moved <laughs> because i'm not that one so nice yeah so it's kind of interesting so um so speaking of interesting things yeah. yeah so i thought maybe we take a quick break and uh come back and, and we'll talk about scandals dun, dun, dun. Hi. Hi. Scandalous. So scandalous. Like, what in the world? I mean, you mean the attorney general re- resigning? Well, that um, <laughs> also, Do perhaps. you mean um, the, uh, the, the suicide of... Um, oh, Owen uh, Wilson. Or Luke. Luke Wilson? Something like that, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I don't know. I He's got a beautiful, beautiful face, so I... Uh, yeah, that's too bad. Yeah. Be um, well, be well. Um, Britney Spears Maybe is... I'm talking about Britney Spears smoking in front of her infant child. <laughs> Right. That could be it, maybe. Uh, no, no. Or we could be talking about Hulk Hogan's son crashing his car into a, <laughs> wrapping his car around <laughs> You a tree. really pulled that one. <gasps> Babe, uh, we're not? No, no. Well, what else could there be? Oh, oh. Politics. Lindsay Lohan in the bathroom stall? Oh. <laughs> this isn't Clue, okay? I mean, With the candlestick? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, no, we're talking about politics. Politics. Which is not that far of a jump from Lindsay Lohan in the bathroom stall, honestly. So, um, so. Yeah. Man. So, what is it with, you know, I don't understand. Like, I feel like if Congress was more sex positive, they could, you know, be less of less apt to be in these scandals. So so we're talking about um Senator Larry Craig, Republican from Idaho. And um Larry Craig was caught back in June um in a Minneapolis restroom. Uh-huh. Um and the the charges were about lewd conduct and uh violating privacy, but basically what he what I interpreted him doing here. Let me, let me just read what it says. Okay. So it says, so the police report says the incident began when Mr. Craig's peering into the undercover officer's stall several times through the crack in the door. Then Mr. Craig reportedly entered into the stall to the left of the undercover officer and placed his roller bla- bag against the front of the stall door. A move the officer said was intended to block the view from the front of the stall. When he was seated, Mr. Craig tapped his right foot in a signal used by people wishing to engage in lewd conduct. After the officer moved his own foot up and down, the, cra- 
the report said, Mr. Craig moved his right foot so that it touched the side of the officer's left foot under the stall divider. So are we, we're picturing this, right? So there's someone sitting in one stall and a stall right next to him, and there's this, this tap dance going on. <laughs> literally. <laughs> literally. Um, Mr. Craig also reportedly swiped his left hand under the stall three times, not two, not four, but three times before the officer held his police identification down by the floor so Mr. Craig could see it. After his arrest, the senator denied any sexual intent. On August 8th, Mr. Craig pleaded guilty to disorderly conduct. A second charge, interference with privacy, was dismissed. Mr. Craig was suspended 10-day jail sentence, um, was given the suspended 10-day jail sentence, and was fined more than $500, and was placed on unsupervised probation for one year. So... So well, apparently, is this sexual? Is this not sexual? Well, exactly. I mean, that's what's so interesting is that knowing about the gay community, mm-hmm. yes, those are the signals that people use in bathroom stalls of, mm-hmm. you know, the, yes, once they started revealing it, I, st- you know, I have to admit, and I know it's not, this whole thing isn't funny, but I was like, oh my God, our secret's out. Well, our, <laughs> our secret signal, the one last signal that we've got, you oh. know, <laughs> that is being let out and being well known all throughout the country. I have to come up with a new one. Oh, um, dear. <laughs> and uh, that's right. You can tune into Closets Over Clothes for the weekly uh, signal uh, that we'll be using this week. Um, but, and the, and so, but the signal isn't against the law, right? Well, that's exactly So it. if I tap my... I'm tapping my foot right now. <gasps> no. I know. No. It's true. I'm not interested. Okay. No. <laughs> so, so, I mean, what's against the law there? You know? Right, right. And well, th- and that's exactly part of the the bag the fag uh, campaign that Triangle put on was mm. where people were not, uh, you know. So so okay. So if I we're both at the sink and I'm like, hey, you know, you're looking pretty good. Want to come back to my place? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. People were being arrested for that and fined for lewd behavior. And I'm sitting there kind of going. Now, wait a minute. If I'm in a Coke machine and there's a beautiful woman that comes up and I say, hey, you want to come back to my place? Would I be given a... a lo- I mean, if one of the things I was hearing, like, for instance, for a prostitute um, or a sex worker to be arrested is that they have to pretty much tell you exactly what they're willing to do for the money. Hmm. They can't just say, hey, for a good time, I'll do $20. Right. So it has to be explicit, right? Yes. And the other thing, like someone was saying on a blog, like, there are more inappropriate things that happen in the security check line. <laughs> <laughs> True. They that put that wand true. in places that I would not keep metal. <laughs> so, so, uh, so, and I'm, I am. There are other reasons to be upset with Senator Larry Craig, but um, oh, I right. I mean, there, yeah. that was just one. I guess I was concentrating on is just sure. the one. Is so was it really loot? And I was listening to a straight talk show, and mm-hmm. they were saying. You know, like, well, he didn't do anything wrong. He didn't do anything that was anything sexual. I mean, he didn't, there wasn't anything that, I mean, he should have fought it just because um, the straight community would not have known Mm -hmm. that that was um, him coming on to, coming on to the person next to him. So I'm going to add another layer to this. Go for it. So I'm going to play a clip from nine i'm gonna play a clip okay okay let's let's go over that first clip all right if you could put a number on the number of congressional employees that you may have direct knowledge of involvement in illicit activity how many would that be direct knowledge 15 to 20 
The names of congressmen alleged to be involved in the scandal have remained secret. But Idaho Republican Congressman Larry Craig, concerned that his name had been implicated, issued a public denial. Persons who are unmarried, as I am, uh, by choice or by circumstance, have always been the subject of innuendos, gossip, and false accusations. I think this is despicable. The charges of wrongdoing by congressmen with pages has been described in a book written by a former page. In it, he states, I knew of at least two homosexuals. So that sounds like a really um, recent conversation I had. Like 2007, right? 2006? Right. For, well, you know, is it about uh, Mark Foley, right? In the I Aming? Oh. That was from 1982. Wow. So that was from 1982. 1982. And, and what was it about? Um, and who spoke there was... was um, was our friend Larry Craig. Wow. So this is back when he was representative. And uh, back then he was saying, like, I know that single men like myself have sometimes implicated for being doing naughty things like that over there. Right. So, I mean, what's going on? Yeah. Like, yeah. if there were problems with a congressional page program back in 1982... And they weren't fixed. And then they happened again a year ago with Mark Foley. Right. And now they're being fixed. Like, right. what is going on? Yeah. Like, is there this unspoken rule? And, and you know, and Republicans, so, so it's not just Republicans that have sex scandals. Right. Well, I don't know of any Democrats. Well, what about Bill, <laughs> what about Bill Clinton? Right. Oh, that was just a mistake. Right. Uh... <laughs> well, and actually, one of our most famous gay, openly gay Democratic senators, Barney Frank, yes, was the subject of a, a scandal in 1990. And he, oh, he was yeah, I forgot about that. He was reprimanded, but he's he's won election ever since, right? right? But he right. didn't say he wasn't gay. Right. 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 So, so you know, it's it's very interesting to me. Because um, one level, it's did they break the law. The other level is what about their true selves and their outness and what that says about the people who are who are being hurt. Yes. You can even look at uh, Jim McGreevy, mm -hmm. you know, governor of New Jersey. Exactly. You know, like his his uh, his affair with another man and hurting his uh, you know his family and things like that. Like those things, like. Um, they count well, and especially that I didn't realize that he had only been married like three years. Mm -hmm. You know, it was, it was three to five years. I'm sorry that it was it, it, like they're really they weren't even married long enough mm -hmm. for that. There was a long history of like suddenly this is something that he has fought. Mm -hmm. That there were scandals before the marriage and issues, and then he got married, got elected. And now he's coming out. I'm like, wait, wait a minute here. That mm. did he really get married to to have the certain image? Or sure. Did he use her. Right. And what about that kid? Right. And that's exactly. where. And you know, back to Larry Craig. Craig, like he talks about the Idaho Statesman newspaper, um, who's the newspaper has been doing this really big investigation on Craig, um, going back to '67. There have been these allegations around about him, mm -hmm. 1967, and um, there was a charge in 1994 that Craig, quote unquote, cruised a man in an REI store in Boise in 1994. And Craig's response to that was, "I've been in this business 27 years in the public eye. I don't go around anywhere hitting on men. And by God, if I did, I wouldn't do it in Boise, Idaho." Okay. 
Good. <laughs> what about Minneapolis airports? <laughs> oh, right. <Yeah. laughs> uh, exactly. Well, he kept his promise. Right. Um, okay. <laughs> well, I think that's the part that angers me the most is because the debate of should we out people or not out people? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Should we talk about behavior or not behavior? I mean, it's it's th- that's where I, I get... Uh, Part of me is, is well, the the majority of me is like, you know what? People are where they're at, and if they if they can't be completely out, then that's where they're at, and that's where, and that's okay with me. Mm-hmm. Um, that they they are living their life, and that's what they're and they're and they're trying to go forward the best they can. But the most common argument is often, well, what if this person is passing and voting legislation exactly that where it's harming gay people yes. when that when there's common knowledge or at least understanding or there's this glass closet around people who yes who are gay and that's where i get i'm getting the most anger about is because i mean there was a television show last night that i was watching um and i was really surprised about them not talking about it it, they were more like you know laughing haha about the signals and Mm -hmm. the and the different um and uh, like oh isn't this you know so we we found the scandal of this this homophobic uh senator and i'm sitting there like wait a minute folks do you understand what he has been doing mm. and the harm he has caused the community and yet now we find out that it was all because of his his hatred his homophobia his own hatred against himself mm. and and I am going to say on the air, I guess, is one of the things is that I feel also really a lot of pity for him. Yeah. Because, my gosh, the torture that he's been going through in the closet and um, the, the the torture he's going through. And that like one of the things that they said was, um, you know, this happened, what, two months ago? Mm-hmm. He has been waking up every day. Is this the day that people find out? Hmm. And that that you know finally it's out and he's got to deal with it. Mm. Um, but I, so I, do you feel sorry for him? Um, I as a as a human as a as a as a one uh, human being to another, I I the pain that he must be going through um, is is something awful because who's he going to turn to to mm-hmm. actually talk this mm-hmm. out? But so what about but, what about people who say oh he deserves it? And and um and that's what I'm wrestling with yeah. is the anger that I have of why are the why are why is the community or the press not talking about mm-hmm. well what about all the hateful things that have been going on in the past twenty years mm-hmm. that especially as um, the radical right has been. Um, co-opting the Republican Party or, or taking over the Republican Party mm. to pass their legislation of hatred. Mm-hmm. And and I really have... And why aren't we looking at those things and saying, you know what? We need to really take a look at these things of what the motivation was truly behind these laws that are being passed uh-huh. or what the legislation... Because Idaho did go through a proposal two um, issue and excuse me it was actually for them it was proposal one mm. um, and they had the, and they actually succeeded in the no on one and making sure that it did not pass mm. in their in their state um, they were one of the successful ones um, but it's been but I, I really am in and so that's the part that I'm like okay that's really t- that the, that I'm finding people not really understanding that they're laughing about what happened. Oh, this is really scandalous. It's, it's almost Britney Spears-esque. Right. You know, that Look it's like, who got caught. Yeah. And it's sort of like toying with the, with the lives and experience and not really learning the implications that yes. it has on gay people. And, you know, the other thing, so I was reading another blog that says, you know, what's so big about this arrest? Like, because, like, so 
um, family values homophobia, which yeah. is what he pr- sort of does, yeah, right? Absolutely. He's homophobic because of family values. Like, right. So he, it's a sad consequence, right? Right. That he is homophobic about, has internal homophobia based yeah. on that. That he, um, you know, his conduct is inconsistent to what his stance is yes. on family values and sex, yes. right? That's not a surprise either. Right. You know, but one of the other things that this blog said was that, um, the other thing that's really shocking about it is when he was brought into like the airport police center, um, he oh. handed them a business card and yes. he said, um, I'm a U.S. Senator. What do you think about that? And I think that the, that the officer says, can I have your driver's license? I don't know what he said, but I'm like, <laughs> Oh, um, the officer basically, apparently from my understanding, basically said, was looked as if he was an impressed and said, I need your ID. <laughs> you know? And I'm like, uh-huh. wow. Like, uh-huh. like, and that I think is also sort of like, I'm the, I'm a Senator above the law. Right. Sort of oh, thing. absolutely. Absolutely. And that the part is like, wait a minute here. This is that he feels he is that much of an ego mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. um, that he feels that he can do this and still could, continue i mean that he can still take money Mm -hmm. um and do hateful things and not think anything of it Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. that that is disturbing Mm -hmm. um but i think that the exactly and i think so now i'm waiting for the backlash to happen where oh my god gay men are in um bathrooms well you know in florida go ahead no go ahead you you go i'll go so and and have you heard about mayor noggle in fort lauderdale so, oh no, I haven't heard this. Well, no, he um, his stance right now is that gay sex is a public health risk. Oh my god! And he wants to buy these automatic toilets that like automatically either open or close after a certain amount of time to you know dissuade people or dissuade not people well people well dissuade gay men yeah from having sex in public restrooms. And he straight out said you know gay like gay sex is a public health risk oh my word and there's been all this backlash from all these national organizations and the tourists, i have not heard this. yeah the, the board of uh the tourism board in fort lauderdale um uh kicked them off their board good for them yeah totally so uh, good. and Goodness. so that step is already there right yes. Ta- that when people are talking about um Yes. Yeah. Well, and I think that that's exa- but that's exactly my point is that I think that what we're not talking about is that this that what I you know I think it's for me what's speaking louder is where the silence is mm-hmm. is that everybody that I've been hearing talk about this is that this is what all gay men do. Hmm. Now I was joking about it at the beginning of the of the program, but this is not normal. Um, homosexual behavior. This is not some. I don't go out on a regular basis and be tapping my foot in a bathroom stall. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, that is not how I pick up my men. Um, and, and it should not be applied to any sort. It's it's a it's a stereotype. Well, but I think what is but is true is that this is what closeted men are doing. Mm. These are these are folks that they have no other outlet, and I'm even going to risk and risk being called out on it, but a healthy outlet to be able to say I am who I am and be able to uh, fulfill whatever their need is mm. um, in a healthy way, mm. you know, rather than being in the bathroom and doing it secretly and, or I aming an underage congressional page. Oh, right? absolutely. You know, why aren't we, you know, and I think these behaviors happen when we have a community that is, that, that is ill, that would, does have disease. Mm-hmm. And I think that, okay, I'll take it as far as the, the mayor in, um, in Florida. Yeah. 
gay men are a health risk because we actually are a symbol of what is happening of, of the unhealthy sexual behavior um, in the sense of because we're not talking about it, because we are being um, so, um, oh, the pilgrims were... Puritan. Puritan. They were starting to speak such <laughs> puritanical behavior that um, that we're not able to talk about sex, that mm-hmm. we're pushing abstinence so that children won't engage in sexual behavior. Mm-hmm. And I'm feeling myself on a, on a soapbox. Your soapbox is exactly. right. So, no, there's, yeah. there's um, this, po- there's a, there's an organization that has this uh, saying that I really like um, that um, virginity promises break more often than condoms. One more time. That's a lot. Virginity promises break more often than condoms. I love it. So, and I think that it is a symbol of sort of this, uh, yes. this abstinence-only education yes. way that it's yes. not working. Because it's proven over and over and over how talking about it at least helps the the. I mean, that's one of the things in in the HIV counseling that I do. I I'll, um is that I don't necessarily go in and you know, okay, Gabe, how, you know, tell me how many sexual partners have you done it? How do you do it? Do you you know engage it in this activity? How does this make you risky? My session is more about uh, education. Mm -hmm. Like, this is how you get HIV. This is how you get STDs. And whatever behavior that you're doing that, that allows that to happen... Is gonna you're gonna get an STD this way mm-hmm. if it's a possibility mm-hmm. and therefore because I mean recently I had I had, there was a, this was a very interesting is that um, I had a gentleman that I was working with that had an affair on his wife and he said oh my gosh this is the second one I've had she's gonna kill me this is the second one in four years then I um, so we talked about education and things like this and he was crying and how she's gonna leave him but she doesn't know yet and. And so we were going through the process of testing and all this stuff or whatever and we get done and over with. Oh, no. The nurse found out that this is the second time in six months. He's had actually 10 affairs in the last four years. Oh, my gosh. And I thought I was going in there like, oh, wow. So he, this is the second time. Well, this is something you need to deal with or whatever. And luckily, I did talk about sex addiction and alcoholism and all these other things. But but that's one of the things that we, by talking about mm-hmm, mm-hmm. our behavior, we're able to make the educational, de- make the decision. It's about being sex positive, right? Exactly. exactly. Sorry. Exactly. Yes. Thank you. Let me, for, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. This is one of those, those these things I that I can you. get very passionate about. But sure, I think sure. that that's where this whole syndrome of down low and and this issue of being closeted and having bathroom sex and and um or even like for instance, well, this is even the situation that I were finding or that I that I've known for a while is that you know what when do you think the sex workers are most um, out on the street? It's not the eight to midnight, eight p.m. to midnight. It's between three and five, so that people leave work early and then get home in time for dinner. Wow, that's when the when when the folks are on the street the most. And I think that that's one of the things that we need to talk about is like we wouldn't be having this issue um, if we could just talk about sex. Um, and 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 I think that's one of the things I find in the gay community that I'm grateful for mm-hmm. is that we are yeah we do have some unhealthy behavior that I think sometimes we can talk about as a community, but the majority of us are not engaging in un- unhealthy behavior, and um, but at least I can be able to talk about it. I mean, that's right. So so it's all it is about sex positive behavior, absolutely. and there's an organization called Woodhull Foundation. And Great Woodhull organization. Woodhull Foundation uh, is all about sexual freedom. So look them yes. up. Woodhull um, foundation.org I think or yes. Google Woodhall Foundation yes so Larry Craig 
He's supposed to. Um, Can we at least play the first part of his speech? Oh, absolutely. I think that yes, is hysterical. Yes. So, so this is his the statement that he released. Um, yeah, so he was talking about either when the press release came out on Monday. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. now has a reaction Tuesday. Right. And this is how he this began how his he, speech. Right. Thank you all very much uh, for coming out today. I will read a statement. First, please let me apologize. Thank you for coming out today. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, will yeah, he yeah. never learn? No, no. Oh, wow. Absolutely. Well, watch for those foot tappers in, in bathrooms because, you, you know, the, actually the police officer that, that picked him up was actually kind of attractive oh i don't even know who oh i didn't even know the pictures of the officer <laughs> well lie. that's the other well we'll have to have triangle on and talk about the whole idea about uh bag of fag uh -huh. and how it's still happening i've never heard that term before oh yeah so they actually set people up to where the the officer will actually come on to you and then if you respond they'll arrest you and then fine you the 500 dollars. wow so yeah this is a this is a whole and that's not considered entrapment no well, people don't want to want this out because the people in the rest areas are most likely to be the most closeted or closeted straight men or what we call men who have sex with men. Right. And so therefore they don't want anybody to know that this happened. So they'll just write the check for $500 and try to explain it some other way oh to, their, to their partner. Um, and so they don't want that out there. Um, they don't want to go through the courts. They don't want to go through. They'll just write the check, write that in there. Oh my gosh. We will have a um, show about this. Yeah. And so, and then, you know, and they think, oh, well, we'll just close like, you know, I-94. Well, then they all moved to US-23, right. you know, or they used to, or they'll close that and go to 275. We'll definitely have to have Triangle on to talk further about that. Definitely. And so. Leona Helmsley's Dog Trouble, call me. <laughs> Let's take a break. We'll be right back. Won't that be a little rough? Whoa. <laughs> And um, so um, <laughs> we are back. Oh my gosh! The, I'll tell you these uh, <laughs> these two minute breaks go by quickly. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, about like 120 seconds worth. But anyway, um, so one of the things that I've been finding, I mean, one of the things I've been working on, Gabe, is trying uh -huh. to keep up my up on my email. I'm notorious. My friends know that it's better to call me than sending me an email. Sure, sure. So one of the things is um, I've been trying to do is keep up with my email, and mm -hmm. this week's email has been pretty interesting. Yeah. Are you talking about the announcement from Rep? No, I was talking about Leona in the bathroom. No, oh. okay, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I was talking about... Leona was in the bathroom? Uh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, the... So uh, that's right. No, about the Washout Rainbow Action Project not renewing their lease. Wow. Um, and how this has really become quite a flurry of conversation suddenly our community is having here in Washtenaw County. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. um, how... There are a lot of stakeholders that are involved, and um, and I'm not talking necessarily about the groups that are at RAP, but also some of the large organizations here in Michigan, um, and how they're they're interested in Washtenaw County, mm. and um, or what their interest in Washtenaw County is. I'm not really clear. I haven't gotten all the dirt on that, so wow. we'll probably have to call Chris in between the lines to get the dirt. <laughs> but. Um, but one of the things that is for those who um, are not on um, RAP's email list, mm -hmm. uh, what happened is that they announced, I believe it was last Friday, 
that uh, they will not be renewing the uh, lease, lease right? um, in Ron Court. So yep. September 30th, right. I think is what they said. So they were giving their 30-day notice not only to um, their leaseholder, but also uh, to the rest of the community. Um, and that they were not necessarily, they were not closing as an organization, but reorganizing themselves and doing some self-evaluation and assessment of the community to find out what our community really needs and what they can do better um, with the money that they had that they've right. been getting in. And certainly, this was not an easy decision. Right? I do not. not even, yeah, yeah. I do not envy the board members at RAP, but there's Absolutely. definitely some ripples that are going to be from this, right? Absolutely. And and one of the things is that I was in the community. I don't know how long you've been uh, in Ann Arbor, mm-hmm. Gabe, but I mean, I remember before we even had RAP. I mean, what we did and how we had to, you know, work with organizations to allow us to meet in various uh, places, whatever our group was. And and so I kind of remember the the before, <laughs> you know, and and one of the things that I find that uh, and so I didn't from the email that I received from RAP or the mass email that they sent from RAP was that they weren't necessarily you know not going to be uh, be a resource for the community any longer. Um, I just assumed what had happened was that they um, that they had Outfest mm-hmm. and they realized that they could not meet their financial obligations to pay rent and utilities and everything mm. that they decided that well since rather than you know, struggle and and try to do constant fundraising just to meet operating expenses. That maybe we can use the money we have in a much more um, productive, um, positive way for our community. And that's what I had assumed. So I was like, "Wow!" I did, and I think I knew that that was coming for quite some time. I really? Mean, okay. That RAP was having financial issues um, a lot the past few years. Um, they've also had issues with their image mm-hmm. and what was going on with them. So I knew that they were struggling and trying to kind of um, uh, reinvent themselves. Mm-hmm. Well, then, on Monday, we got an email, um, those who are on the, uh, and that knock was a knuckle, by the way. Oh, I'm um, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a knucklecracker. <laughs> I'm a knucklecracker. Uh, there was a response. Uh, there was a response uh-huh. uh, stating that um, uh, from the out bar, um, which was actually from Martin and Keith, okay. um, who, owned the, uh, who owned the actual building, and they were, were the leaseholders, um, uh, or the lease. Landlords. Landlords. Thank Mm -hmm. you. Um, And so uh, about how they were concerned about how those who are meeting at RAP, where are they going to go? Mm -hmm. And uh, and they had implied that the closing of RAP, that RAP was um, uh, closing down, and what were they going to be doing with all the money and the donations that they had received um, uh, during Outfest? Mm Mm-hmm. And so there was a concern on their part that, so what is the community going to do and that they were going to, um, uh, provide, as far as I know, a temporary space for uh, the community in Broncourt right. and calling it the Community Outreach, um, A-U-T-R-E-A-C-H uh, building, right. so the Community Outreach building. And so, and that they were, that they felt that this is something, a conversation that of what the rest of the community should participate sort of, in, yeah. right, and be a part of, and that they're going to be having a mass meeting at the... At Shout, S-H-A-U-T. Which, which is, is right across from the 
out. Oh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. There's a theme. Um, and um, yes. and Bron Court. And I think that's on Thursday, September 6th. So is that right? Uh, the next, yeah, September. Uh, actually, I think it's September 6th. Six. Okay, uh-huh. September 6th at, at 7, seven o'clock. Mm-hmm. That's where I was getting the 7. So yeah. So September 6th at 7 um, uh, at the old offices of RAP or what we now know as Shout um, across from Bron- mm-hmm. across from the outbox. Just go to Bron Court. Yeah, so you'll it. see the people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so be there uh, next Thursday. And I think that this is something something that um, the community is needing to have a conversation. And I've, in fact, I kind of admire rap for being able to say, we need to have this to start this conversation. I don't think they necessarily meant it originally as uh, the community needs to, to have this conversation. But I, I like the fact that it started the dialogue. So is it too glib to say like, you don't know what you have till it's gone? That? Is it too good to say that? Because I said it. Um, yes, you did say it. Yes, exactly. But I think the people who don't know what it was like before, before, pre, yeah, already have other resources. Mm. Um, I mean, I think the folks that don't know it are the ones that are the transitional folks that come come through, sure. that go to the universities that are in our community, um, and and so there are going through. Tra- there, it is transitional, mm. and and so I think that the things that they don't remember what it's like, but I think that our community also needs to understand that if this is something that they hold in esteem of having a community center um, in Washtenaw County, that we also need to support it. And I think that that's one of the things we don't do right now is that how many people have you had a conversation with about rap that's very negative? Hmm. And, and, And how it's like, well, what does rap do? And I think that that's one of the things that it's a conversation that we need to really talk about is like, you know, well, there is a lot of things that rap does, um, but are we willing to get involved in volunteering with them Mm -hmm. uh, to make sure that they they're providing great programming? Um, If we can't, if we don't have time, what are we providing money to them to make sure that they can meet their expenses or be able to develop programs? I think there's things that our community, and that's one of the things that that, that what I was talking bringing up earlier about not necessarily the 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 sca- stakeholders that are in our community, but also the ones that are outside our community, mm-hmm. because Washington County is one of the, and I don't know which one it is. It's either we are the largest number, um, we have the largest concentration of people that donate to the Triangle Foundation, or the we have we are have the largest percentage of their all their donations like for instance that we are you know and i'm making up the figures here i have really no idea that we make up 50 percent of their donations but all across all the other communities uh, like oakland county macomb wayne only make up maybe 10 percent of their donations and i've totally made up those figures so i really no idea what the figures are but i was one of the two of either we have they have the largest number of donors here or they have it's an impact basically absolutely and so therefore you know we're able to to support triangle foundation affirmations things like that but we can't even um help our own community out Hmm. and And, you know hopefully this is the first community conversation that we have and some sort of like uh you know temporary um decision is made because you know it it takes a lot to to secure a non-profit 501c3 designation and it would be absolutely it does you know so it's not an easy task to see what happens absolutely so i'm kind of curious what the conversations are going to be i mean what are so but but at the same time i have a you know the thing is, is do, you know, I, the conversation is: that, Do we need a community center? Mm. 
I mean, we have a lot of friendly churches. We have a lot of friendly organizations, meeting spaces um, that allow us to meet in their space. Mm -hmm. Do we really need that? Um, or do we have, or do we need an alternative space that isn't alcohol, um, based? Mm -hmm. Um, do we have those safe spaces? Um, do we have places for, for, um, our youth to go to? Mm. And I mean, truly have a place for them to go to. I'm not talking about having to support groups, but having a place that they can be able to go to. Um, I mean, there are things that our community needs. What about our seniors? The, you know, the folks that are, um, needing, um, assisted living. Uh, you know, are they are they being provided for? Do you know? So I think these are things that our community needs to start thinking about and how we want to grow as a community. Sure. Um, just like you know, so I think that that's what that we're. I was I was hoping rap would fill, and maybe they were filling that, um, or even advocating with some of the the legal with some of the legal system or that we have um, here in Washington County, mm-hmm. and and advocating with uh, the police. Um, and understanding our struggles or dealing with the uh, domestic violence issues. Um, and, um, and so therefore, um, I I think there's things that, so there's a need, but we need to better express it. Right. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I hope, so I hope people come out and I hope that, so we do, we talk about the leadership that's there is great and how we can help. Yep. Right. Well, and the other thing that I do remember is that um, the when we didn't have a community center, how much we really relied on the colleges um, to provide that resource for us, mm, which is difficult. And, oh yeah, especially when the colleges and universities are saying, you know, saying that no, we really we serve the students, not the community. Mm-hmm, exactly. And so, how does that play into it? Um, and what kind of struggles are then going to happen for? You know, what kind of altruistic um, levels are we going to have to, are we going to expect from our universities mm-hmm. um, for our community? And so I think that this is this is an interesting conversation that I hope a lot of folks, a lot of the influential people in our community show up to this meeting and actually start talking about what what we can do and what and what our needs are for our community. So. I really encourage people. What is it? Thursday, September 6th uh-huh, at 7, 7 p.m. And, and, and it says to RSVP. So I think you can just call Keith and Martin mm-hmm. at uh, the out bar. And Absolutely. Tell them you're going to come. Absolutely. And hopefully we'll have a packed house and hopefully it'll be a, um, a nice civil. Oh, actually, I know it'll be a nice civil democratic conversation. Great. Great. <laughs> no, I just think it's very productive, too. I mean, one of the things I was hoping for is it being a very productive mm-hmm. meeting and not just um a angry yelling match of of uh control of power mm-hmm. you know and uh, of all our various parts of our community so um i think that that, that was going to be really needed absolutely i so, agree goodness problem solved yeah really yeah <laughs> yeah really just i really encourage people to definitely uh think about it and take a week to um uh to what they think that they really need so Absolutely. So next week, you and I will, will, will have a wager on the EMU U of M game. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and um, we'll... Uh, he's never had my uh, brownies or cookies before, so he's in trouble. That's what we're, we're, bet, we're betting on. That's so. right. And I, I can, I'll, I'll bake them fresh or have them baked fresh. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like the Kroger's or the Meyer brand? That's exactly right. That's exactly right. <laughs> okay, great. And so... We'll see them all next week. week. Have a great holiday, everybody.
Thanks for listening to Closets Are For Clothes every Wednesday night, 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor 88.3. You can contact us by calling 734-763-3500 or writing to 530-SAB Ann Arbor, Michigan 48109. And don't forget our new email address, wcbnclosets at gmail.com. The views and opinions expressed are solely those of the speaker and are not the opinions of WCBN or their licensees, the regents of the University of Michigan. For Dan Burns and engineer Alex Belhaj, I'm Gabe Javier. Remember, be yourself because you don't get to be anyone else. Captain, let me uh, change this. We got it on 88.2 FM right now. I'm going to turn it up a little bit. Now we got uh, 88.4. No. That's good. Keep going up a little bit more. It's uh, 88.6 now? Same old, same old. All right. Turn it down a couple more. And now we got... Uh, This music be soothing to this old pirate's ears. You know, Captain, you're right. Maybe we should uh, give up this life of piratry and uh, go frolic in the trees amongst the furry creatures. Arr. If you'd like to give up a life of piratry or any other form of antiquated evil, tune into 88.3 WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. All right, here we are on the hop on WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Welcome. My name is Robert. I wasn't here last week. Couldn't make it. Brian Tomsick, however, did an excellent job filling in on this show here that specializes in soul and funk along with Latin and Brazilian records. Tonight, going to start off with the record from a Peruvian group named Black Sugar. It's a song called Pussycat off their first self-titled LP. It's... um. It's an instrumental, sort of a grooving track that really sounds an awful lot like the contemporary group Tortoise, if you ask me, um, but predates it by, by quite a bit. So here's this, and we'll take things from there. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. This is The Hop. It's going to be a good show. And a big hello to all the new students moving in tonight. Thank you. 